Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Here's Nikki. Hello, here I am. Welcome to the show. It's the Nikki Glazer Podcast. Let me apologize ahead of time for my audio. I forgot to bring a microphone with me on the road to New York. And so that is, I'm using my AirPods. So don't blame me, blame Steve Jobs. Did he have anything to do with the AirPods, you think? He around. Um, I'm sure he had the blueprints. Go yeah, ahead. I think he just drew things and then smarter people made them. I don't. I mean, it definitely he definitely came out after he died. You know what I'm saying? Oh, the AirPod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think he just tried to put a couple of nanos in his ears. <laughs> when that's the thing, nanos. I kind of missed the the circle thing where like that. Oh, that was a very satisfying that little clicky click. And the BlackBerry, the sounds of the the clicks. Oh yeah, I the BlackBerries. The I never, I never did. You had a BlackBerry before? Yeah, I mean, I was doing real estate, so you, you know, oh, you probably had one. A, back in real right estate. after I got the Sidekick. Oh yeah, wait, the one that goes like, like over, uh, Roger. Oh no, that's the next L. Next L. Sidekick. Oh, okay. The si- Sidekick. Sidekick. Flip. You go flip. <laughs> you like. Yeah. 
when did you get your razor do you remember when you got a razor i mean that was um seventh grade when i started shaving my legs no i i never had a razor (laughs) phone ever what no never had one i always i never had a flip phone i don't think maybe once it had like a little flip over it but wasn't a flip where the the voice part was in the flip it was just covering but you know what i like your first nine texting oh yeah i remember my first phone the 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 um the ring was I love that ring. I wish I could get it back. It was it was unique and no one else had it and I really liked it. Um yeah, T9. I love texting with T9. Do you remember that? I don't remember. What is T9? Well, so T9 was um you know, if you if I was writing um babe, I would do 22 to get the AB. Then you wait a second. Oh. Then you go two. Two, two again to get B. And then E would be three, three. I mean, the patience we had back then. I could do it so <laughs> fast. Um, do you ever do the thing where you kind of just like. Uh, Smart type? I don't even know. You do like you on your keyboard. You don't hit them individually. You just kind of go. Like you like do a. No, I've never done that. You trace it. I've never traced. Guess it. Oh. I never, it's like the cursive of computer. Yes. Do you, can you do cursive? I, yeah, I'm a cursive guy. I can't do a Z, obviously, or a, or a uppercase Q, Q and, but... No, you know how to do that. It's just a two. It's whatever. All I know is that I remember I had a cell phone in college, and I would talk to my girlfriend at night for an extra, oh, no. like, 300 oh, no. minutes over oh, whatever God. the the amount was and i just remember my dad being like yeah you we lost our house (laughs) you're crying on the phone at night about apparently my divorce (laughs) to your girlfriend i mean about your divorce to your girlfriend or your i think i probably tried to have her feel sorry for me so i could finally get my my dick out of my pants what a lost soul you were i got to see your um parents or your dad in your stepmom's house we were in florida this weekend we drove through on our way from Fort Lauderdale to Jacksonville, drove through and stopped at your dad's house. Which you did you know that we were gonna drive past it like ten minutes away from it? Because you just asked like twenty minutes before we get there. You're like, Oh, by the way, my dad lives ten minutes away. Can we stop? Like, were you scared to ask me a day before? Like, why did you wait till the last second? I'm just really I wouldn't say I'm I was scared. kind of confused by that. I don't think I'm scared to ask you. I I just think that like one, my dad's recovered from hip surgery. Two, I'm recovering from COVID. Three, I just thought we didn't really necessarily going to have time. Yes. I didn't know what time we were going to leave in the morning. Right. You know, it's a long drive to Jacksonville. Um, so I guess all those things included, I just didn't think that I would stop. And then also, I didn't know how long we would stop and right, whatever. Right, right. So, so then when it um, just we got close, you were just feeling it, and you were like, oh, this could actually work, and that's why you brought it up then. Yeah, I was like, I knew how excited he'd be. Yes, he was you know? so excited. He was touched. Um, he got teary-eyed. Yeah, yeah, it was nice. It was, you know, he, uh, we don't get, I don't get down there that often, you know. Yeah. Does he really have a farm? It was like a petting zoo, Noah. It was wild. What? Andrew didn't tell me that before we stopped. He was just like, you want to go to, like, I... I'm. I love Andrew's family. I just don't. I don't like like touring homes. I just don't. Ca- I just don't care about homes. His home was actually. I and I thought their estate was going to be so big that I would have to like 
see every like it would be just like a, it would take it would be like touring graceland like i would need like <laughs> you know an audio like system to put on that would take me through a tour of it but it was really like it was minimal in a beautiful way and it was actually really fun to see inside but i um if you would have told me there were goats and a donkey i would have been like yeah please let's go i'm dying to i mean go. i would think were, it was seeing my dad is more important than a donkey but the donkey is pretty, no, it was a mini donkey someone's parents um, no offense your par- your parents are great so are my parents but no one ever wants to see parents can we just be uh, like noah wanting to see my parents in arizona really like i just don't understand it i don't care who your parents are i would rather not see your parents is that rude Nikki, to say yeah of course why? It's, but this is for rude. anyone. No, it's different because parents. I see my parents once every two years. You see your parents once every two days. Like there's a difference. Mm. If I'm driving was... by, if imagine, imagine no, we're in, imagine. I'm not saying for you. I we stopped because I, you do need to see your parents, and I didn't realize that. I thought, but the thing is, if it was that important to you, why didn't you fit it in and ask us sooner? Like that's what. That's why I was kind of like. If this is so important, why is it coming up? Like, can we stop at this rest stop to go to the bathroom? Like, it was literally hmm. sooner than I usually ask to stop for Starbucks. That maybe, was why I was maybe, like... Maybe there was part of me that was like, well, if I put it on her last second, she'll be more inclined to do it than, well, than dread it three days ahead of... Okay. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> you got worked. No, I didn't I manipulate mean, I, you. I, no, I really... But it is. I mean, like... I'm not a, a cruel person. If you go, hey, I You literally see my said, parents. Nikki, you said, when I go, do you want to stop? You said, I'd rather not stop, but if we're going to stop, we could stop. You literally said that. Because I wasn't lying to you, Andrew. I would rather I not know, stop. I know, but so then I'm not crazy. To and think you didn't that. tell her but there I'm was a petting to zoo. Say no. But I'm allowed to say no. I understand I said, that, but I'm telling you, you why say, these reactions are happening. I get it, like, Andrew. But that reaction wasn't mean. It was just like I'd, you asked me, can't do you do you want to? Could we stop? And I'd say, I said I'd rather not. But if it yeah. if you want to, we can. Why is that? Why is that a? Bad I'm not response? saying it's really mean. I'm telling you though, that's that that's the truth. That's the facts though. Right. Of but that's why, why you say that you can't ask me till last second. But like, why? If you would have asked me before, I could say, you know, I'd rather not, and then you could go, which you. You, which I realized without you saying was this is important to me. I don't get to see my dad. I would. Do you think I'm that cruel that I would go? Oh my god, we're. Te- I didn't know we were going to be ten minutes away from your dad. I literally, you never said that even once the whole trip. I, get that. I don't know what Florida I- is, so I never <laughs> knew that. If you would have said to me on Wednesday, hey, on our way from Fort Lauderdale to Jacksonville, we're going to literally drive by ten minutes away from my dad's yeah. house. I haven't seen him in so long. I never make it down there. He just had hip surgery. There would be no doubt that I would have said <laughs> yes to that. No doubt. But it doesn't, the importance of it is a factor mm-hmm. in me saying yes. Because even though I don't want to see anyone's parents, when they, when when my friend, it matters to them to see their loved ones, yeah. I, that trumps any feeling I have. But it doesn't deny that I still don't want to see parents. That's, ever. That's fine. I and get I that. I mean, you're entitled to that. But also, I'm not a, I'm not a heartless, like, I I don't know what you think I am. Like, I just don't understand. It, it hurts my feelings that you think that you saying, because you know what happens is when you ask me last minute, I think, well, he this isn't that important to him because I haven't even heard about, he just, it just occurred to him that his dad is, like, mm-hmm. it didn't seem important to me. It seemed yeah. like an afterthought. So I'm more inclined to not want to go when you spring it on me last second. Like, it's just like, oh, I, you know. 
mm-hmm. want to get a, a sandwich from this place we're driving by, you know? Yeah. I, I don't, I don't think like, uh, there wasn't too much really like it, the whole manipulative thing that was kind of a joke, but like there wasn't too much thought put into yeah, it in the sense it. of like, Oh, I'm going to like try to get to stop. It was literally like, Holy shit. I am going by my dad's and it would be amazing to see him for 10 minutes. And yes. I, I guess we can do it because it's only 1130. Like literally that was the thought. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't, there wasn't more thought to it. There is, I mean, if I'm going to be completely honest though, there is thought to like, like it, we're on the road for your stuff. Like it's your show. It's your tour to, for me to then go, well, I'm going to make this about me and stop at my parents. I do feel a little reservation there because it's not my th- place to do right. that. And that has nothing to do with you as much as it is. It's just like, it's not my, it's not, you know. I just think not, the adult and mature thing to do is would be to not wait to the last second because of, I just think I just would encourage you to not wait because of, of you procrastinating that you're scared to ask me about something like it's, that's not my fault that I respond. No, I'm not blaming you. I'm not. I have a question for Andrew. Are you in general, like a last minute planner or do you enjoy spontaneity? But I know that Andrew had known that we were driving best. I know that it was on his mind. Like this wasn't, I swear it wasn't, it wasn't, I swear to God, I swear in my life. It was not on my mind. It was not on my mind to stop. I really wasn't thinking I was going to stop. Okay, well I then really that's wasn't. then that could have been what you said initially instead of I'm scared to ask you beforehand if it wasn't on your mind beforehand. That's what I'm saying. Uh, when you brought it up, when you said, "Oh, then you were probably I that probably is a percentage of my brain of why I thought not to stop." That's what I'm saying. I'm not uh, saying that okay. was the majority of it. No, Do I'm, you see sa- what I'm saying. It, I'm just saying I I I assumed you had thought of it before 20 minutes before. I, I really didn't. It. I okay. really hadn't. I really hadn't. And then partly, yeah, and partly, but yes, okay. I don't even know. But you don't think it occurred to you this. because I get it. But there were goats and there was a donkey. And I don't even know why. It's, I don't either. I still so don't cute. know why. My, my dad's a, a Jewish guy from Long like from When did he Queens. get the goats? Huh? When did he, when get, did he when? get the goats? I. <laughs> I think they came with my step family. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't know how we have goats. I don't your know step who brothers. gets. My stepbrother takes care of my stepbrother Jake. Oh, he built like the farm. Five, four or five goats, and then one donkey that they just got. That the donkey is kind of you can just tell doesn't know if it's supposed to be a goat. There's no other donkeys around it. Oh. And you're just like, where do you get a donkey from? Like Craigslist? It's just I don't. It, but it was so cute. They were so cute, and they were they just. You know, they only care about food. They're not like wanting to get pets or anything like that. It's just, it's interesting to see animals that just have no motivation for like affection. Unlike, you know, the dog Otis and then the other dog, Bella. Is that it? Yeah, Bella. Those two dogs are so cute. They're just like dogs, dogs love pets. Like that's treats to them. A lot of times they say you can train your dog just by, you don't have to give them a treat. You can just like go like, good boy. And they, that's enough (laughs) for them to be like, oh, I want to do that. I want to sit again. Or I want to stay. But, um, yeah, I just feel bad when goats, they come up to you and you want them to come to you. So you kind of pretend you have food. But it's such a trick that I feel bad. Yeah, the goat, they really, they their their eyes are really on the side of their head there. I, I ne- <laughs> They're all perfect. You know what I mean? Like, I thought, like, a goat, if you were in front of a goat, 
it have no idea. Like you could really stand right in front of if you're really skinny and it had no idea. Think about that. Like, well, like horses are no, the same way, right? Yeah, I guess uh, there's no cross-eyed goats. I'll tell you that because they're all side-eyed. They're, it's the wild. Donkey too, though. I love that your stepmom was like, "Get on the donkey. Don't actually yeah, sit don't... on it, but just straddle the donkey. It'll be fun." And I was like, "I would," but I also got bit by a camel that it was told a guy told me to kiss it that seemed to know what he was talking about. So I wasn't going to trust your stepmom about the donkey. That's a good point. I wouldn't trust her either. But my dad, my, you know, my dad wanted horses his whole, like, I think that was a big, big disconnect. My mom is like a Jewish American princess from Chicago, like city girl, definitely didn't want to own horses and pick up horse shit. And I think my dad always wanted that. And I think that was a disconnect in their relationship, you know? Right. And now he finally has his farm with his side-eyed goats and his it's so much work. You're right. I'm I'm with your mom. Like I was even thinking <laughs> about pools, and like I was reading. Someone on Reddit was talking about like what's something you buy that you like seems better than when you get it in a pool because it takes so much maintenance. Um, and I would absolutely let my pool go to shit. Like I just, that's just a part of my personality that I don't have is like maintaining things and taking care of things and. Like today I was on my WhatsApp chat with my friends and they are talking about building my friend Robin just built her house mm-hmm. and you know, everyone's like, Oh my God, that sounds so fun. You're building your house. And I was like, I've never felt more disconnected from my fellow man than this conversation. <laughs> uh, there's nothing more I would hate than building a house and like planning where to put things and picking out fabrics and wallpapers. I, I don't like, I don't like it. I yeah, wish I wish that was a fabric of my personality. I it's just such a weird thing to there's so many things I wish I liked. Like it even takes... your your stepmom knowing how to like feed like even Jake like want your your stepbrother who like takes care of those animals like that's a huge responsibility or like tending the land or like mm-hmm. fixing things or you know I don't know. I'm just I'm just someone who wants. You're not like that either, to, though. You don't really like. No, I, those goats would be stuff. dead in three days. Like I would, <laughs> they would have drowned in the pool that I don't. I'm have glad water you got a in. cat. Uh, yeah, yeah, a cat. Thank God for a cat. I yeah, mean, this thing. They're easier than like ficuses. It, it, they really are pretty simple animals. I, yeah, I'm the same way as you. I, you know what happens is you build a house. It just all these things take too long. They just. You know, and every day it's like, oh, I get to make a new decision. No, that's what sucks. Is I that new just de- want decisions made for me. I mean, yeah. I mean, look, I bought a condo when I was 25. It had bunk beds already in it. Like, it was already <laughs> furnished. Yeah. It had two sets of bunk beds in it. I didn't even want them in there. But I was just like, I'd rather have that than not than pick a bed. You know, I don't Cooking. know. Cooking. I mean, I, I can't, I, I just, I would rather, I don't understand if you can afford takeout and you don't have a problem getting it. Why cooking, like cooking takes so long. And I just, <laughs> it's, it, that's ridiculous to say, but it just, it's, I don't like Do you think it could be meditative for you? Like, I mean, these things I guess are, you know, people do them to relax, you know? When I want to relax, I shut my eyes and put a sleep mask on and listen to ASMR. Like that, that's not... Like, that's where I really have, I struggle when people are like, you need a day off. But all my friends, and I've said this before, they fill their days off with meal prep 
and cleaning their house and making, <laughs> you know, fall pots or, you know, cleaning the gutters. Like, and they enjoy this stuff. And I just, that to me, <laughs> cleaning is, the gutters. a day off to me is just, I want to sleep all day. Yesterday I got into Nashville on Sunday. We had a, we'd be up at 4.30 for a 6 a.m. flight. We got into Nashville by, our flight was delayed, but by like 11.30. I slept all day long, all day long, and I loved it. It was the I best. I did the same thing. It's my favorite thing to do. Thing. I really, and as soon as we're done with this podcast today, I am getting, I'm sleeping until I have to do a set tonight. And I'm in New York City. And I resented that when I checked into my hotel today, the room wasn't ready and I had to wait two hours because I was going to take a two hour, like, I wanted to get this done so I could just nap. What did you it, do for two hours? I went and got do? my nails done and got a, mas- oh. a back massage. That was honestly nice. the best back massage I've had in my whole life. I was in a chair, <laughs> bent over, and my I was getting my nails done, sitting like this with my the woman was doing my nails. This guy Jerry was doing my back. It was the greatest back was he the thing that I loved most is he held one hand like steady on my back, like almost nurturing, and then did the other one. So it was always Aww. like two hands. <laughs> it was great pressure. I got twenty minutes. The timer went off, and I go. Again, again. He goes, what about 10 more? And I'm like, mm, okay. So I only got 30 <laughs> minutes, but he was, I, I, I was like, emo- I almost started crying. It was like that emotional for me. Like it was just so connected. I don't even know how to describe it. It was, it was awesome. I honestly might go back there after this instead of taking a nap. It was that good. Let's take a quick break and come back with more show after this. Andrew. Hey, here we have the show. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're back. We had such a crazy weekend. Let's talk about it. Thursday, New Orleans. Friday, Fort Lauderdale. Uh, Saturday, drove to Jacksonville. Sunday morning, flew to Nashville. Uh, And then today, this morning, flew out of Nashville. Andrew went to St. Louis. I went to New York. Um, I'm on the Today Show tomorrow. That's that's a sentence. Yesterday. (laughs) And... um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I'm on the Tonight Show never. Uh, I was supposed to do the Tonight Show, and now it's not happening. So if I said that last week, I apologize. Do you Don't feel like you were more it. emotional in that chair because we just did all that stuff? I feel like, and maybe earlier in the show, that I came off maybe a little too emotional. Like, I feel like I'm a, I'm, I'm in a pretty, like, emotional state right now. I don't mm. know what's going on with my brain. But yeah, do you think maybe that's why you were maybe crying in a chair almost? Possibly, <laughs> like just tiredness and um, defensiveness, defensivelessness yeah. in terms of yeah. like you can't. Um, I think I just was craving like a release or like someone giving a fuck about my pain. I guess like I just really <laughs> felt like he felt my pain. If that makes sense, like he was just like yes. perfectly he, finding the spot. He acknowledged it. Yeah, feeling like acknowledge your pain. Yeah, yeah, because he knew where it was. Like he wasn't even like you're really tight. You know, like sometimes 
masseuses kind of give you that feeling you need of like validating how tight you are or whatever. But it wasn't that it was like, just, just because he like knew where it was, it was like, okay, like it was just, and it was like a release in a way. And so I think that's why, and I just like, yeah, I think I'm just like exhausted. And yeah, this weekend was a lot. I had so much fun. Last night was a little much, but your parents were there, right? My parents were there. My boyfriend was there. My boyfriend's brother opened um, for me and um, he brought his wife and his kid. And I just, and they were all lovely, but, and that was like no problem at all. It was more like there was a festival going on. And so there was a lot of people backstage to like meet me before the show and like talk to me and be like, and I know a lot of people in Nashville. So they had backstage passes. I didn't even know those people would even be backstage. And I get back there and it's just like a lot of people to say hello to. And I just kind of, before the shows, I just like to hang with, my family and friends and you know put on my makeup and kind of just like relax and not have to be like hi oh my god yes oh cool like it's just i just want to get into a like very honest place before i go on stage instead of like oh my god so good to see <laughs> like yes that is all honest because and I was honest with, like, I, I was honest when I, after I said my hellos, I shut my door to be like, no more. Yeah. But, um, you know, you just, like, you, it's just a lot. It's a lot. Uh, but I love having my, I told Andrew this morning, like, having my parents there and, like, how it affects my set and how it affects me taking care of them before and after and kind of, like, being distracted by that is worth it because of, like, how much fun they have. Like anything that could go wrong would still make it worth it. Yeah, because... I mean, your dad being such a music geek, geek yeah, being at the bad. Ryman. What a geek he is! <laughs> geek is a funny word, actually. Geek like, is such he... a funny word. <laughs> if you add music to it, it makes it kind of cool. Like he's a music geek, but just a geek. Your dad's a fucking geek, so like he loves <laughs> he loved word. the rhyme the Ryman. He you know the Ryman Theater was there since eighteen nineties. It's like classic like everyone's performed there like yeah your the, dad, the it's like, like pews it's like church pews um i mean yeah your dad loved the history of it you know yeah. the fossils in there yes my dad loves fossils he is one <laughs> um and yeah it was it, th- that was great like i love when i can bring my parents along for these things and no matter what would happen like i'm always gonna be like no it was worth it because they got to have fun but it did not – I, for the first time – not for the first time, but I really realized that, like, I – I after doing three shows, like, you know, uh, New Orleans, Fort Lauderdale, and Jacksonville, where I felt completely free. There was no one I was worried about. No one who I was like, oh, my God, if they hear this joke, they might be uncomfortable or mad or anything. Like, when you're juggling all those feelings, which I – I do just try to do a sincere set when my parents and my boyfriend and my boyfriend's family is there, but it's, it's a little impossible to do, to not be, because when you do the jokes that you're like, I'm going to do these anyway, even if it makes them uncomfortable, there's still, your brain is like fighting it and you're aware mm-hmm. of it and you you have a nervousness about it that is not there otherwise. Like Nashville was my shakiest show of the, and it should have been my best because it was at the end of this run where I had like worked out stuff, but it was my shakiest show because I was just, I talked to Chris afterwards because I was like, 
just talking about some of my bits. And I was like, that was, I was like, ju- it was like I was juggling chainsaws. Like I was just, <laughs> it was in my head. I was, there was moments where I was present and had a really good time. But then I just like, I became overwhelmed with not wanting to get off stage because I didn't want to face people who was, if, when you get off stage, it's so awkward for people. They don't know what to say. They don't say the right thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't know if you've upset them in some way. You made them feel awkward. I just want to make everyone feel comfortable. So I like kind of just run past them so they don't have to say anything because I don't want them to like, if they hated the show to like have to be nice. Um, and I just was, I was totally in my head. And then I had to go to the meet and greet was amazing. Cause there were so many besties that made me feel so much better about everything because I just, I thought I hadn't done a good job, but people were saying otherwise. So I felt great about it. That was the, that's the best part about the meet and greets is that you get to hear from the audience who aren't your family, who aren't your friends who just have an objective uh, experience as an audience and they're not on the side stage and they're like, they don't, they don't have anything to compare it to. Whereas my parents are like, well, the last time we saw you, we liked that one joke better. It's just, no, it's just, yeah, it's just fresh. And 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 seeing you live when you don't see, like, how do I put, like, I remember seeing you at Caroline's perform, you know, years ago, like first time I think I ever saw you perform. And I remember you doing like the Friday Night Lights joke and like whatever. And I'm just like mesmerized by you on stage. And not to say that I still am not in awe of like how talented you are, but you know, you just, you get used to seeing things like, yes. so, yes. so, but when you're talking to these people that, you know, are, are there to see you once every two, they're like, mes- you know, it's a, it's a big thing. Yes. Like, so it doesn't feel like a certain amount of time or, or that joke doesn't sound like a certain thing. To yeah. Them, yeah. You know, I don't and want anyone tough. to ever treat me differently, but I do like <laughs> my mom always is like, I cannot believe you did that. You're amazing. But my mom's more commenting, I think on the fact that like, I do so much as opposed to like the level of talent that I have. It's like, <laughs> you, like I, it's almost like you, I, I walked a marathon. That's like, my mom's like, I can't believe you walked 26.5. And I'm like, but mom, it's that, that's more of it is like the impressiveness of like the amount. And mm-hmm. you know, moms are always going to give you the compliments that aren't exactly what you want to hear. But it, I do know that they think I'm talented, but you're right. And just like some of that gets lost after repetition. And but I am grateful that my family was there and uh, I have a boyfriend who is able to tolerate the kind of mouth that I have on stage and the things I talk about. Like it, as someone who has dated people for years and years, being the comedian that I am, it is not easy to find someone that is comfortable with a, their, having their girlfriend talk really brazenly and openly about not only their current sex life and opinions about men and relationships, but like past and like, it's, it is not easy. And I'm like, and I know that there are a lot of guys that are like, I would do it, Nikki. Cause I get those, but it's like, mm-hmm. you don't know what it's like. You think you would want it. You don't know. I don't think I would be able to handle it, honestly. Like, um, so it just made me appreciative last night that I even have a boy, even though I get nervous doing comedy in front of my boyfriend, because I'm just like, I don't want to say something that makes him feel awkward or grossed out or just or like disappointed. No, but that's so hard for Stanton to do stand up with that. It's up. You can't have a governor like that, especially the kind of comedy you do. No, no, I'm not saying it's his fault. I'm just saying like, you know, I mean, it's no one's fault other than like, I don't know. No, it's me. I have to like, because he doesn't, um, 
but he's allowed to get disappointed in something I, I say or like or be like, yeah. ah, that could have been better. Like he's allowed to do that and I have to be able to be okay. He's ter- proved time and time again that even if he does get upset, it doesn't mean he's going to break up with me. Like I think it goes back to you confronting me about wanting to visit your parents. Like you asking me and me saying no, that could happen. I could ask Chris, did you like the show? And he could say no. Or he could yeah. go to my show and he could say no, I didn't like it. That doesn't change that he loves me, that he's not going to leave me. I'm not going to fire you. I'm not going to, you know, like just because you don't get the response you want from the people who love you doesn't mean I always go to, it means if I say the wrong thing on stage, it means he's going to break up with me. Like it could lead to that. I just go, I follow it. And I just, he's allowed to still get mad. He's allowed to still get disappointed. He's allowed to judge my act. Like he has feelings. He can't shut them off. I am allowed to, um, get upset about his feelings too. Cause I can't shut those off, but I have to acknowledge that he's allowed to have his feelings. I'm allowed to have mine, you know, talking about my set last night, it was like difficult for me because I was, I just was like getting defensive. But then I was like, this doesn't, it doesn't, I tried my best. And I think that's mm-hmm. just like always a good thing to remember whenever, cause I've been spiraling about my set last night, not just in terms of like my parents were there and Chris was there. It was like, Just I didn't give a good enough show to the audience. I lost it at one point. I got it back, but I just felt like it was like not as good as the Ryman deserved. Even though I would have given it an A minus. I was doing A pluses all weekend. And I was just like, ugh. And, you know, even though the bulk of it was 100%, there were a couple places where I'm like, oh, that was a C. And I can't stop going back to those places. Like I keep revisiting them my whole flight. I'm just like going back to that line. They keep just jumping in my head. And I kept telling myself, stop. In the moment, you were doing the best you could. Like, you didn't mean to hurt anyone. You didn't mean to be lazy and not really do that joke as well as you could have. You didn't mean to fuck up the order. Like, that would be insane if you meant to do any of those things. Like, you did your literal best. There's nothing you could have done differently. Like, there's n- there was no intention other than doing my best. And mm-hmm. my best just wasn't what I wanted my best to be. And I just have to accept it. And it's okay. It's not fucking, it's not the end of the world. And that I that got me through it. And then I now I've like released it. It really, but it kept haunting me all last night, all today, this morning. But then I was just like, wait a second. Did you want to offend anyone? Did you want to do a bad job? Did you want to make these people pay money to see you have a couple jokes that didn't do well? No, that's insane. Why would I want that? <laughs> I tried my best. Who cares? Let it go. Yeah. So I just yeah. have to. Yeah, let it go. Go back to the massage guy. Get it one more bit out of your neck. Thank God I'm going on stage tonight, the seller, because now I can like reset and have, you know, you're only as good as your last one. But yeah. maybe that, yeah, maybe that's why I was almost crying at the massage place. Cause I was just feeling guilt and all these feelings of like, what am I even doing? You know, you just have those moments where you're just like, I'm so tired of listening to my own fucking voice too. I mean, I am like, you get it. Mm-hmm. I, like, I feel bad that, people who love me have to still that I have to do this podcast with you. I'm like, Andrew's probably so sick of hearing me fucking talk. Like, I just don't want to hear, but I have so much, I have like nine podcasts to do tomorrow. <laughs> I'm so, and I know people are sick of me. Every time I look on like any post that he makes, they're like, shut up. We get it. Who is she? We don't care. And I'm like, I don't want to do any of this. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I want to go away too. Let's get to the news. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. Yeah, you heard it here first. Oh, man, it's Monday, folks. You know what that means? It is Monday. 
Hope you're having all the swells out there uh, in, you know, your heart, in your soul, in your, in your uh, lymph nodes. You know you have a lot of lymph nodes. I didn't know that. Armpits. So uh, many. Here. Um, your thighs, like next to your... You know, yeah, you know when you get when you get mono, you can feel them all. Oh yeah, they all get like swollen. <laughs> Did oh, you ever have mono? Oh yeah, I got mono from my first kiss. Ironically enough. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, it sucked. It was me, the guy that I kissed, and his girlfriend. I didn't know he had a girlfriend. Damn, so, that's how you get. It was caught, the three boy. of us that had mono after spring break. She's like, "Did you fuck that girl with the lymph nodes that are big?" <laughs> I was so tired. It kind of feels like right now. I think I still have it. That's how I feel right now, too. I had mono in a fraternity house. It was terrible. But anyways, all right, to the news. Noah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, baby. So I found this article interesting because it's um, celebrity friendships that have, like, really large age gaps. Oh. So did you know that Jennifer? and Tony Bennett. Sorry. Yes, that's like the the widest age gap. Okay. Jennifer Aniston, who is 53. And she is friends. She was in Friends. That's all Mm -hmm. I wanted to say. I don't don't know. She's in Friends with... Who does she hang out with? Who's she in Friends with? This one I was surprised. Okay, 29-year-old. 29? Selena Gomez. Oh, yeah, okay. They I'm both jealous. probably still drink some wine and laugh and stuff. I can see them being friends. I think that Jennifer Aniston can go young. She's so, like, she's such an idol for even, you know, with the release of Friends on Netflix. Like, every generation wants to be friends with her. Um, yeah, that's not too bad. But, yeah, I could okay. what is Jennifer Aniston's probably 40, 51. Uh, she's 53, and okay. Selena is 29. Mm. And she called her a little cherub. A little cherub. Okay. That, yeah, she is a little cherub. Anya said that she can't watch Murders in the Building because Selena Gomez's voice is so weird in that show. I don't know what it's like. I haven't seen it. I hear it's a good show. But I just want to say that if anyone's noticed that. Anya's like, I literally can't listen to it because her voice is so weird. It's like, I don't even know what it's like, but it, I'm guessing it's like this. I don't know. <laughs> like Kermit? Like went to boarding school? Oh, God, what the fuck is that? There's some... I'm in this old haunted... Oh, someone's ringing my doorbell one second. (laughs) (laughs) What is this? This looks like a murder mystery. It's murders in the building. It's so funny. We were talking about the Selena Gomez murder, and now it's like turning into it. Oh, my God. (laughs) I think it's the fire alarm for this old dumb building that I'm staying at this haunted uh, hotel, but it stopped. Where are or, you? Like, or where in the, the, the fire alarm itself just lit fire and stopped working, so I'm just going to die soon. Are you downtown? I'm in uh, Chelsea in, the, in oh. an old hotel. It's a nice hotel, but it's like one where you have to like open the door and then the, the elevator opens. And the elevator, you can just tell how like small people's lives used to be because elevators are so tiny. They had like a little briefcase of clothing The 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 closets in New York City are just so small because <laughs> girls had like three dresses and two s- sweaters. Um, <laughs> like my suitcases does not fit in the elevator with me. Anyway, um, go on. Okay, let me read a couple more. Old so, friends, who yes. do you think Stevie Nicks 
has a 45-year age know. difference. Harry Styles. Harry Styles. Nice. Yes. Yeah, I knew that one. She yeah, said he's the too. son I never had. Oh, that's sweet. He is so cute. Jesus Christ. Ellen John's friends with Ed Sheeran. I know that. Ellen John's friends with um, Charlie Puth, too. I think he told Charlie Puth that his his first music was like shit, and like really insulted him one day. It was like your your stuff now is great. He like came up to him at a restaurant. That's how they became friends. Elton John like loves new music. It's so cute. Elton John was he is in, on my um, list. Elton John was in Fort Lauderdale, or no Jacksonville the night we were. He was on his farewell tour, and I said on stage, I was like, "Thank you guys for not going to Elton John tonight." And everyone laughed because like everyone in town was at Elton John. And I was like, it's you'll never see him again. It's his farewell tour, and you know, he'll probably die at some point soon. And and then I was like talking about where the hotel I was staying at, and I kind of gave it away. And I was like, and great, I'm gonna probably die. This is this is probably my farewell tour too. It's my last <laughs> it's fun. Okay, okay. So Elton John and who? Elton John became friends with Eminem, who's 49, after a controversial 2001 performance together. Oh yeah, they did stand together. Right. I wonder why it was controversial. Oh, because he maybe says the F word in it. He doesn't say it in that song, but he says the F word quite a lot before. And maybe that, that was controversial happened. that Elton yeah. would like sing with him. Yeah, it turns out when you make you know ten million dollars, you could look over the word. <laughs> it's weird. It's weird. Yeah, Eminem said a lot of things. God, I love oh. him so much. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I really do. He's so hot. It's insane. Imagine Eminem rapping and having like second thoughts about what his ex-wife was thinking on the side stage while he was like <laughs> He's like I buried her in a fucking <laughs> I mean, you got to admit like when Brenna is watching you, there is a different there's a a part of oh, your for brain sure. that's firing off that wouldn't be if she wasn't there. A million percent. Yeah. A million percent. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I agree. I'm okay. not. I'm not. Yes. I'm not as cool as Eminem. I'll tell you that. Who Who else is age gap friends? Okay. Uh, how about Snoop Dogg, who's fifty, Martha and Stewart. Martha Stewart, who's eighty? Okay, that's. I think once you get fifty, though, fifty, eighty, same. Yeah, and but I don't think, think they're they friends as about? much as like they do a show together and they have to like act. Like also, the friends. average age of someone dying, like a black male and a white female, it's. Actually, they're not oh that far god. apart. Oh my god! Is that bad? I'm not. That's just honest. I'm not trying to be. Is that bad? Is that? Bad? I mean, I think it's a stereotype. No, those are just like no. real numbers. If Google. black men die younger, <laughs> yeah, black men die at a younger age, and white female women live the longest. Oh god! All right. I guess we'll I have guess to watch more. Maybe I won't try to. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I guess that's a morbid thought. I don't know. Okay. Anyhow. No, yeah. I, I, maybe it's true. I mean, I thought it was just like a stereotype from like, they get like, they die young because of like violent, you know, like stereotype, like, Oh no, no. Like of just disease, like heart disease and like, oh. just, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I know that wrong. a little people die much younger than all of us. Cause I used that as a burn when I was rap battling Brad Williams. <laughs> I was like, I wanted to be as vicious as possible, so I was like, and the fact that little people don't live as long, like, I was like, you're not going to be a lot, around a long time. Like, this is, it was such some really 
fucked up joke about how little people just don't live as long, which is so fucking morbid, but very true. Also, also very tall, tall people. people. Yep. Yeah. Tall people too. Makes me sad. Heart My disease. dad's a tall man. Scared. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, he's tall. He's, he's not tall like as hell. D- dying he's one of those tall. guys that's so healthy that he every time he just seems like one of those guys that would be like he dropped dead and no one knows why he's the epitome of healthy you know what i mean like it's almost like i'm so scared that he's gonna die because he it just seems like guys like him that are healthy that have no signs of anything they're yeah, always the ones like, that you're like what what did he die of he was like he was like dunking he yesterday he has like abs you can't, nuts. you can't die with good abs <laughs> You know what I mean? All right, like he, next news. <laughs> okay, here's a quick story um, for that made me think of Andrew. After oh, after 700 golf balls, broken windows, dented siding, and gunshot sounding golf ball hits that turned their dream home into a nightmare, a family oh. sues the country club next door and wins almost five million dollars. What? I mean, what's going on here? <laughs> Five million dollars for their suffering. Do they keep the house? Um, well, they'll probably move, but they said that the past four years, the family uh, and their home that borders the country club's golf course was regularly attacked by balls from the course's fifteenth hole. And I they wonder, didn't know when they bought the house that it was going to be. I wonder a problem. if they're suing for like the amount of money they're losing on having to sell this house early or get out. You know what I mean? Also for like pain and suffering, they have like children and it's just, you could get hit by a golf ball if you're just like outside, you know, it's, it could kill them. That seems crazy that that either doesn't happen more often or that there aren't certain, right? Like, yeah. I mean, Andrew, do you ever see like there's when you're so playing many, golf, like there's houses? So, there's so many homes that are in the line of way. Like it, it doesn't, it I don't know. I'd have to know more about the story, but the idea that they think that there's so much pain and suffering that they deserve five million dollars is insanity. Unless Anyone they were that like, can afford a house on a golf course, go just shut up. <laughs> you don't need five. Like you know, you've got five million dollars somewhere else. I was wondering Move. though, have you guys ever bought something or like maybe rented an apartment that seemed and great you didn't know and you didn't you know until you live there i was gonna ask the same thing yeah i mean well i bought an apartment during the boom of real estate for two hundred twenty thousand dollars, and then it was worth sixty thousand four <laughs> well, months later i'm talking about so. like when you after you moved in was there something annoying about it like it was yeah, there, were two, an there were two bunk beds in it <laughs> <laughs> Uh yeah um, no um yeah no your your neighbors can yeah, be loud no. after you move in or something mm-hmm. I don't know why did that happen to you did you I'm trying have to think something? of times where I was like oh fuck this sucks was there anything for you that comes up Noah well I I mean I remember a story from you Nikki it's it's almost like one of my favorite Nikki stories and I even found it in my notes <laughs> when you lived in Manhattan on the five story walk up. Yeah. And you left your sink running, oh. and you oh. locked yourself out of the apartment. That was the fucking worst. Day I was of my there life. that day. That was insane. Oh my god, Luigi! <laughs> ri- I was brushing my teeth, running the water. I was yes. headed to Jennifer Lawrence's apartment to hang out with her. It was one of the last times we ever hung out. <laughs> Luigi barked because there was a package at the door. I went to go get it. <laughs> Luigi ran out in the hall without a leash. Um, I ran out to like get him. The door slammed behind me, locking me out. 
I was brushing my teeth and I just was like already wearing clothes. So I was like, oh, fuck, no keys, no phone, no anything. I go downstairs. You cannot get on as someone else's. I went to the restaurant downstairs. The guy was like, oh, you can check on my phone, my computer, get like email your friends. You can't get on Gmail if you don't have two two step verification that sends a message to your oh. phone. You're locked out of every. You can't. There's nothing you can do if you don't and have you your can't phone. break in to a five story apartment through the window. The, the door was shut. Um, and then I'm, I'm just like waiting cause I just, I'm waiting for my landlord to get there. So I'm downstairs at this cafe waiting for an hour or so. And just, I, I'm like, I guess I'm supposed to be at Jen's in like 45 minutes. She's definitely like, she almost called the comedy seller thinking I was dead. Like she had no idea where I was. Then all of a sudden I see fire trucks pull up to our apartment, <laughs> to my apartment. And I'm like, Oh, that's interesting. Maybe I can have them like fucking break down my door or whatever. Get me in. Um, and then the restaurant guy comes out and is like, there's water leaking down. And I was like, that's so weird. I guess my landlord will be here like sooner because there's obviously an emergency in my apartment. <laughs> Come to find out it's my apartment. I left the water running. My sink would always get clogged and it filled up. It started running and I, it completely flooded my apartment. And, um, but my apartment was tilted. So it only flooded my bathroom because it all ran to the side, <laughs> which was a great aspect of it. And then, uh, that was the worst. That was when I realized if you don't have your phone, you are cut off. There's nothing you can do because everyone has two-step verification. Everyone does. What do you do? Um, yeah, I mean that I cried so hard the night that I got to that apartment. I got I found it on Craigslist and I moved from LA to Chelsea. It was right down the street, two blocks away and uh, from where I am now. And I arrived on January 18th, 2000. Uh, 19 18 oh sorry that was 2018 it was january like something 2000 i met you like literally a week after the day late i think the day after oh the day but i got there with luigi i flew in i had terrible turbulence i literally thought i was gonna die i wrote to chris because i was just like scared and i like missed my ex-boyfriend that i had broken up with like you know three months before and i wrote to him he was in like abu dhabi and i was like i think i'm literally gonna this plane is going down and he was just like that sucks or something. And I was just like, he doesn't love me. <laughs> I was so sad. Luigi was that scared. Sucked. We land in January. It's fucking cold as fuck. I have so many bags because I'm moving. No one to help me with them. Oh, God. I get to my apartment and it is way smaller than it looked on Craigslist. And I am just on this futon sobbing. like, And I just keep going, Luigi, I'm so <laughs> sorry. Why did I do this? We had a beautiful place in LA. I was moving here for the serious show and just get away from my life in New York. It was awful. And then Pete Lee came over and like talked me off the ledge. Literally. I was just like, it was the, it was the worst. That apartment was so small and you know, there were some good times, but rarely in that apartment. Other times, like, I feel like I've gotten lucky with spaces though, in terms of like bad neighbors or uh, low water pressure, things that don't work. Um, I've been really blessed. So knock on, knock on wood, knock on wood. Let's take a quick break and come back with why do I care? Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. 
you'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Jean Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett-Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, why do I care? 
Why do I care? All right. Ben Affleck mm. downplays yeah. matching with selling sunsets Emma Hernan after she this. talks about DMing with him in 2019 on the Raya app. Okay, but didn't him and J-Lo get back together in 2021? 20, so, like, what's the big yeah. deal? Why would the story even come out? Well, like, who makes this story come he out? He was saying, I'm inactive. Yes, so uh, Raya has confirmed that he has not been an active member for several years. Several. Um, and, she's, and she said that um, Man, his, his opening pickup line <laughs> was that they had a Boston connection. Okay. Like, girls gotta stop. I mean, I've talked about people I've matched with on Raya, but, like, there's nothing wrong here. <laughs> Nothing they just got all, engaged, man. and now everyone's. I'm so annoyed with their engagement, though. I'm so annoyed with that. I, like, what was I their engagement? I didn't even see it. it. What did they, I, mean, what I did, cannot take J Lo anymore. Was it public? It. Was it public? What was it? I don't even know. Uh, what it was. No, he he proposed to her in the bath. She was taking a bath, oh. and he came in, and she was butt naked, and he proposed to her, and she said it was the most romantic thing that ever happened to her. But her Instagram post. So she tells the whole story about it on down on the J Lo or on the J Lo or some kind of dumb app she has where it's like her fans can really get to know her. So she's like on Instagram, she posts this little smarmy like, I have some great news and she's talking like a baby and she's just like glistening and it's so annoying and it's all to promote. It's like, I just don't like celebrities using their like personal lives to like trick you into just tell us. You had the yeah. information. I just, I thought it was gross. And I just. Do people pay for this down with the JLo app? Probably. Of course yeah. it's monetized in yeah. some way. Yeah, it's fucked and, up. Or at least she gets your information so then they can send you when she's going to be coming to your t- town or that Mary yeah, yeah, Me's yeah. coming out on Blu-ray at a fucking red box <laughs> near you. It's just, <laughs> it just grosses. I don't know why she annoys me so much. I'm sure if I met her, I would think she was lovely. I, she's. Seems really her friendship with Leah Remini seems like really real and funny, and she's obviously extremely talented and beautiful. But I just am irritated by it all. I don't know. I don't know why. I guess I feel bad for Ben Affleck's exes. I feel bad for Jennifer Garner. I feel bad for Anna De Armas. Just to like see them all like fucking making out all the time, and I just think it's like respect your exes. And tone it the fuck down. <laughs> and you do, you are doing this for publicity. You know, it's I know, like, but what is I, like, I what's the end a- goal with this publicity? So they could put out like more movie. I, I just always wonder. About them. Yeah, I know. I, they I, say I, we yeah, keep talking about them, so it's like yeah. it makes us talk about them. Like, um, why do you why do you put you and Brenna on your on your Instagram? Is that to like garner more fans? Like you do it to celebrate. Like, I'm happy in my life. And I just think that Mm. theirs is not really all about that. Gotcha. There's a difference. Like, I just feel like people either post about their loved ones when they are in a rocky part of their relationship and they have to, like, let everyone, they have to just, they have to, they have to do the opposite of what is real because it's like Mm -hmm. they feel like people might be able to sense it. So they post something really good because they're in hot water with their person or, like, the public might think they're not doing well. So they put that out there. Or it's, it's just publicity. It's just so people will talk about them. But it's like, it's just, I don't know. Sometimes it's nauseating. And maybe I'm just jealous. 
Yeah, I mean, because look. I remember. I mean, I get, I do get jealous of like their PDA. I think it's sweet. I'm, well, I'm you like, and, I love how you he's and Chris have you guys ever have you and Chris ever gone public on Instagram like officially like with a photo? I did back in the day, like before I had a lot of like when we were together back, back yeah, long long ago. Um, he really has no interest in that. And, I know. I'm just wondering. I'm just like thinking about it because I don't remember. Ever and like a photo. I said, for women, it makes people hate you. Like I have too many male fans that mm. kind of fantasize about me being single or like, and they just, I would lose followers. It would be really, it'd it's be interesting just not to see how many you would lose. I would just, just as an experiment. Yeah. I mean, I would probably lose less than a thousand, but I would lose a lot, I think. And yeah. I just don't see the point in it. And also, yeah, there's other reasons too, but I just don't see uh, the, I feel like I, one I will come out after the reality show comes out. Yes. I feel like one's yeah. going to come I out. I can talk about them on my podcast because I feel like besties can handle it. But like my fans that are just like, you you know, the other fans who I love and need. <laughs> I do love and need them. I need them to like in their mind think that if I don't have a boyfriend, they could fuck me someday. <laughs> like what is this? Like it really is true. I've done it before. It I've unfollowed a guy before when I was single. That I just like was like, I don't want to see you happy with a girl. Get out of here. You were only but interesting you, to me when you're single. Do you think guys are thinking that they can't fuck J-Lo now because of Ben Affleck? Like, J-Lo I, doesn't need J- – men are not following – J-Lo's fans are mainly women. Yeah. Gotcha. Just, I just – and maybe gay men. Straight men can admire her. And they know she's so out there that they could never get her. But like, mm-hmm. no, I don't think that it affects her as much. Okay, yeah. let's go to top one, bottom one, because it's Monday. Our category today is top one, bottom one, drum roll. Moments from this weekend. <laughs> Moments from this weekend. This was a big weekend for me and Andrew. Noah, I'm assuming you had a weekend as well. Um, yes, it was a big weekend for me too. It, yeah, were you you weren't in LA, right? That no, was I wasn't week. in LA, but I turned thirty nine. <gasps> oh my god, I missed your birthday. <laughs> Did we really oh, miss your birthday? I mean, <laughs> you got to tell us. It was on us Friday. That. It's fine. It's fine. No, I looked uh, in my that's... calendar and I missed it. God damn it! It's I knew okay. it was coming gonna... up. I like had it in my mind. I was like, it's been a while since it was Noah's birthday. It feels like it's almost been a year. I know you don't. I know you. It's not okay. I'm not That's okay. It's not with okay. It. Yeah. So but, Even though I've forgotten all of my best friends' birthdays this year, so you're in good company, Noah. Yes. Robin. I, I Kirsten, remember you. My mom. Yes. Noah. <laughs> boom. All of them forgotten. Okay, okay. Next year, I'm gonna know when it's Andrew's birthday. Order Noah's present on that day. Um, no, I'm so sorry <laughs> I missed it. How was your 39th? Was that your top? Uh, okay. Well, um, my moments. Yes, my top moments are from my birthday celebrations, which you're not the only one who forgot it. And I think it's just because it fell on like a Friday and I haven't really been in touch with people. So I did post it like I posted about it on Saturday because I said, I feel like a lot of people are going to be mad at me because I didn't say anything and it's going to make them feel like they did something wrong by not wishing me a happy birthday. But um, for me, it was definitely a weekend full of good moments with uh, f- uh, older friends, meaning like friends that I've had for like a year and a half ever since moving here, mm-hmm. um, newish friends, and like brand new friends. 
so I had older friends being a year and a half old friends no no no. I mean like I made them like a year and a half ago when I moved to this new town that I've never lived in before and I didn't know anyone yes the first friends you made when you got to town did you have a romantic dinner or anything or what did, did you um yes I did have a romantic dinner um I am going through something personally that I'm not ready to talk about but I will share it with you guys once I'm, I'm over the the thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah. you know, I've, I've just been kind of like dealing with something um, that's like emotional or like more like mental. So just um, being able to just kind of connect with other people. And I was invited to a, a birthday party, a barbecue. And I always get very nervous. I think, oh, I don't know how to party anymore. I'm you know, I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't do anything that's considered fun. Cool. And nobody yeah. else at that party did anything like that. It was just t- like just deep conversations and just a good, easy time. God, I love that. I love that so much. I love, I was just filling out something about St. Louis, like the best of St. Louis. And it was like the best bars, the best breakfast <laughs> spots. And I'm like, I don't do any of this stuff. I don't eat breakfast foods because there's, nothing's vegan. I don't go to bars. I just feel like so, and Carlisle was talking about this too, like we're just like not cool anymore, anymore. but like I love, it doesn't have to be deep conversations, but it's fun when it can yeah. be. I just want to hang out with people that you can just be yourself with and you don't have to go, hi, oh my God, good to see you. Like, I just don't <laughs> want to be in that voice ever in my life, ever, if I yeah. can avoid it, especially on a weekend when I'm supposed to be doing what I want to do with my time. I also I'm think glad that you there's had to like, do that. There's like a lesson in like, when you have to do like something socially to not overthink it beforehand. Like I, I do that too, though. Like you're like, Oh my God, I'm going to have to fucking, I'm going to have to drink with these, or I'm going to have to do this. And you like, you play like 55 scenarios and then you get there and it's like, people are just sitting by a fire. Like be like so really easy. nice people. Like usually yeah. people are going to err on the side of being nice. Like I think in our twenties, we're so around like drunk fucktards that like, we expect that to happen the rest of our lives. You know but what like, I mean? When I am around drunk fucktards, it's kind of nice because if I don't want to be there, I can just leave. That's and true. And they know, don't even know. Don't yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whereas that's when true I too. think when I was younger, I was like, I have to be a, I have to be one too, you know? But now I'm just like, this sucks. And I, I, from being someone who was drunk for so long, I know I don't, re- you would never remember like anything so like yeah i was when i was writing about this st louis thing i was like you know i did go to bars in my 20s in st louis but i don't remember any of them and they were all <laughs> shitholes where it was loud and i was lose my voice and they were dirty and gross and there's pee all over the seats like i don't i can't recommend any of those places and i was blackout drunk for all of it so it's that was um, your parents house <laughs> okay what were your i guess we started with tops that's what were your top moments um oh. my top moment was honestly the the um the shows the i was just i just like love being on stage recently and i can like honestly say that my favorite moments were on stage and just feeling like i would do like really long sets dude like hour and 47 minutes for one of my sets hour 30 like every single night and that's the longest i've ever gone and i just really appreciate that the audience can be with me that long and at the end of it still like 
I know when I've lost them. And I'm sure I've lost some of them by the end of it. That's so fucking long. But it's a really good feeling that by the end of it, like I, when I walk off stage, I don't have to usually run off stage because I don't want to make them feel like they have to keep clapping. Like I want them to be just done with their duty of like supporting me. So I run off stage to like, I don't want you guys to like have to like keep going. Like I just feel bad. But this time I was able to like take it in and like look at them enjoying me and like and like and like take in their praise because they were giving me love and I was like able to accept it at the end and be like, no, they wanted I felt like it was deserved and like I appreciated it. So that was my favorite. I guess my top one was tricking Nikki into going to my parents. <laughs> um, that was fun. <laughs> no, um, I would say no. That, obviously, seeing my dad was up there, but like, no performing. Yeah, the shows were fucking fantastic this weekend, and I think like, yeah, I don't know. I feel like similar in the sense of like, like really feeling like I'm doing exactly. I'm saying exactly what I want on stage. Like being the kind of comic I kind of want to be. Like, I don't know, and it just feels good. It just really does. And performing in Florida, especially. Like, I just it feels nice. It just feels yes. nice, and I and I, and the other thing I love too is just like writing the jokes with you beforehand and stuff. I felt like we got along really well this weekend. Yeah, we did. And it's like, really fun writing um, roast throwing jokes. the baseball. Just a lot of like, just like very. Ch- it was a very chill weekend until like like now. Nashville. Like, yeah, everything we were, was chill. It was the most chill like weekend we've ever had. I think. Yeah, even though it was so much travel and so much like work. Um. All right, let's do bottom. Bottom, bottom, bottom. Um. Bottom moment from this weekend, Andrew. Um. I guess. Uh. It's annoying. Like when I get back, I think back to St. Louis is the bottom because like I'm so like exhausted and I want to be like there for Brenna so much and be like happy and like present but I just I physically can't and it's hard for me to like um I don't know I think that's like the hardest part is like coming back from the road and like trying to like um I don't know communicate in a way where you you're like look it has it's nothing to do with, with not being excited to see you yeah it's just it's I'm just like my so brain exhausted. is literally like just like uh, I'm, i don't even know what it is like so that's the hard <laughs> that's the hardest part i think about how much we and you know i can't even imagine with how much even more you actually do on the road so it's like yeah it's yeah, really tough so, on relationships i am struggling as well with mine it's like just not like you know what do you do when you're gone because there's just so much to catch up on you're not living the same lives what do, when you get back um, you just want to be your best versions of yourselves, but you're fucking tired and you have and stuff to do. And also the weekends, like on the weekends is typically when people spend time with their partners and go on dates yes. and you guys are working. Yes. It's and not it looks like we're ideal. having the most fun on earth because we're on Instagram. Like there are, like if they saw us sleep all day, they would know that it's not like. <laughs> yeah, but we're allowed to have I yeah. I don't think that. Oh yeah, issue of course. Fun. I'm not saying. I'm, yeah, yeah. It's hard to like. It, yeah, it's hard for probably them to see. Like, why can't you just be that fun right now? Like you were that fun last night, and it's like, well, yeah. I was also like having to put on a show. I was a showman last night. <laughs> yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I found that to be just as hard too. I will say the worst part of the weekend for me was checking into the hotel in Jacksonville, 
and getting in my room and unpacking my bags and unpacking my bowels and then getting a call on the phone that said, uh, ma'am, you don't have a room here. We accidentally checked you in and you're not supposed to stay here. You're, you have a room somewhere else. And having to go downstairs, lug all my luggage back downstairs. We are an hour and a half from showtime. So I just wanted to like rest for, or an hour mm-hmm. and a, I think it was an hour and a half before I had to get absolutely ready. And so then we had to, I go downstairs, we had to get a lift we had to go across town. I checked in the wrong fucking hotel. Um, it was just a big mix up and they I don't know how why they let me in. That was the weird thing that they well, I was talking to them da- I was talking to them downstairs and they're like cuz they let you up and then they're like, "Well, we don't have your reservation." They let you in under the na- uh, someone's name is like Gosser. I was like, "That's not even <laughs> That's not even close to Glazer." They must get so many like misspellings with people booking them like through the phone or something that they're just like, "Yeah, she's probably Gosser." <laughs> Final thought, Noah, what was your low point of the weekend? So um, Avi is, he volunteers with the search and rescue team here in Arizona. Basically, people go hiking, they get injured, and this team goes out and um, helps take these people out or if they get stranded and stuff. So last night, he's been wanting to answer a call for so long. He got one call. It ended up getting canceled. He came home. And then... Another call where three people got stranded on the side of a cliff. So uh, it's like seven o'clock on Sunday night, Whoa. and he went and he, and he answered that call. And you know, like we thought, all right, he's gonna be back at eleven, twelve o'clock at night. I wake up at twelve. Okay, he's not back. I wake up at three. He's not back. I wake up at four thirty. He's not there. Oh my god. And I just like kept getting up and it's like, oh, he's not back home. So I texted her. I was like, hey, uh, can you just let me know that you're alive, you're alive? Or, just, yeah. or just like like this text when you see it. And uh, until 720 in the morning, I hadn't heard back from him. And he's like, yes, I'm alive. Oh, it my up, God. It ended up being like a really tough rescue for like all these um, volunteers and stuff. These three people got caught like stuck um i guess they were like mountaineering or something they ran out of rope and it was in the middle of the night they were off the trail like deep off the trail and he had to like just spend overnight finding them you know like in the middle of the night to find someone is is really challenging uh so yeah it was like a whole big thing (laughs) and i was just like hmm i wonder if uh he's gonna make it back and I didn't know all night. Yeah, so. that's really scary. I'm so glad he's okay. But like, yeah, those hours between 12 and 7.30 in the morning, probably not the best sleep you ever had. Yeah, also it's like, yeah. why couldn't he text? Did he, was he out of, he wasn't in service, I guess, so where he, he was. So he said that um, his phone ended up dying and he had his battery pack, but he didn't have the wire to plug the phone into it. Uh. And then his friend had a satellite phone and he he wanted to send me a message through the satellite phone, but he didn't know my phone number. <laughs> oh well, that is hilarious. It kind of reminds me of <laughs> Always Sunny when they keep throwing more cats in the wall. Like he went to go save someone, now he's yes. gone, and now his and now he can't gone. find a wire. They have to like lower down a wire to him, and he's blowing yeah. down a, a rope to the guy. <laughs> oh my god that's great they saved them though i mean what a great yeah, like a thing cool to thing do for does. people hopefully he wasn't <laughs> too tired today to be god were you so horny for him when he told you about this 
Um, I, I will be later, like after I <laughs> catch up on my yeah. sleep. That's a good point. I w- lost a lot of sleep this weekend, too, because I'm doing Watch What Happens Live on Wednesday night on um, you save you know, Bravo. Lives. You save yeah, lives. Watch What Happens Watch what happens When I Don't Save Lives. <laughs> and I instead talked to Andy Cohen about reality TV. <laughs> oh, shit. Have you done and anything with Andy Cohen before? No, no. And he's from St. Louis, and so I'm promoting the St. Louis show, obviously. And um, I... Uh, they asked me, they're like, so what Bravo shows, you know, in preparation, what Bravo shows do you watch? And I was like, none. Like, I don't. And that's not a slight on Bravo. They have the best entertainment ever. All Everyone I know watches everything on that network. And I just have never loved the Housewives because I don't like supporting drunk. I just, it, it makes me, it triggers me because it's just a lot of screaming and a lot of drunkenness and like meanness and even though that's like very compelling, it just doesn't do it for me what, you know, other reality shows do. But I'm wrong because everyone everyone clearly loves that show, so I'm in the wrong. And then I've never watched Below Deck or anything like that, even though those are supposed to be great. I used to watch Millionaire Matchmaker. And then I realized I used to watch Summer House, but I don't watch Summer House anymore because Hannah was kicked off. And then I go, actually, I can watch Summer House because I know a lot about Summer House because I watched it. And so I've been binging Summer House 13 episodes. I watched, I stayed up all night on Saturday night because we got done at 12 and then we were leaving at 4.30. So I watched so many episodes, but I'm watching them on one and a half times speed and it is wild and it's so entertaining and I love it so much. So I got no sleep doing that. And also I was thinking about the boyfriend thing. This morning I woke up and I was packing at like five o'clock in the morning or six and, um, Chris was, I wanted him to sleep in so bad. And I'm just like trying to be super quiet. And he like gets up and I see him kind of like messing with his iPad. Like he like blearily kissed me and I was like, good morning. And then I saw him like come toying with his iPad. And I was like, what are you doing over there? And he was just like, just going to watch some, there's a race going on. And he puts on Formula One and Formula One's always happening like in another part of the world. So it's like always at the like crack of dawn. So he puts on Formula One and he's just like watching it. And I was like, I felt like I go, this is no slight to you. I feel like I'm watching, I'm babysitting for a little boy who's just like eating Fruit Loops, watching cartoons, like <laughs> race cars, just going vroom, vroom. And I was yeah. like, do you like your vroom, vrooms? Oh, does that little car go fast? Like, that car go fast. And I was just like so belittling everything about it. I was like, just know that I just don't understand this. That's why I know it looks stupid to me. You look like a, a like just because like, you know, you just kind of like, you know, like little boys like fall asleep in front of cartoons and they don't even know what's going on in the cartoon, but they just like like the colors and shapes. Like, that's what I felt like. It, it calms them. Yeah. <laughs> His little boom booms. He likes, he likes Formula One and MMA, which I like to call mama. <laughs> isn't that the mama. food I, isn't that the baby food I ate the one time yeah mom moms <laughs> alright we gotta go we will have more show for you tomorrow and the rest of the week uh, I'm gonna be on the today show tomorrow morning if you wanna watch I think it's gonna be on at like 9 eastern if you wanna check that out I'll be gonna be on with Sarah Silverman so that'll be super fun and then I'll be on watch what happens live on Wednesday night uh, with someone I don't know if I can say who maybe I'll say it tomorrow but um, thank you guys so much for listening to the show, we are in Minneapolis and Madison this weekend. Tickets still on sale. Two shows on in Madison, so more tickets on sale for that. 
If you go alone, I will give you a uh, free meet and greet. You just have to DM me, go, going alone in all caps. Tell me your full name and which show you're going to. And I got to go because there's another old timey fire alarm going off. Bye, guys. <laughs> Don't be good. And Jack me down the river over there by the mall. <laughs> I'm tired. Stop. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional-grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. I got a big heart, and I'm very forgiving, but, like, don't abuse it. It's been abused enough. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one.